Everybody good? Yeah. Good. Thank you, Lord. I wish we had all that energy on that uh, tidal wave thing that we could connect in to get that youthful yeah. energy. All righty. I'm going to read these verses to you, 1 Peter 1, 6 through 9. You didn't expect me to do anything else, did you? <laughs> Could have got up here and read a book. <laughs> you know, some people do that. Instead of using the Bible, they use books when they preach, but I don't really believe in that. I believe in the Bible. Are you all okay? Yeah. All right, in this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while. Everybody say a little while. If necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. So if you're going through a trial, it's necessary. Okay, that's what the Bible says. And, and it's only going to be for a little while, so don't worry. So that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So that's the reason for the for the test right there, right from the Bible. But it gets better. Here's the punchline. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. So according to what Peter was saying there, the two most important, important things there is in our Christian life, what really, how we should measure our Christian life by is love and joy, okay? That's the two most important things, is we have to ask ourselves, really, when it comes right down to it, where are we in terms of loving God, and where are we in terms of having joy in the Lord? Because as much as all the other wonderful things that God gives us in this life, spiritual gifts, the heavenly realm, all those things, really, here it is, it's love and joy. That's the things that count the most. Do you love the Lord? Do you really love the Lord? And do you have a joy, is your Christianity a joyful Christianity? Are you full of joy? Is joy the thing in your life that marks your life? Is joy and love? See, that's what God really wants us to see about ourselves. Is this, it has to be love and joy. It can't be the other things. Other things come secondary to that. And that's really what Peter was saying. These trials that God brings us through, when we get into difficult situations in our life, really what they're meant to do is take and help our faith get cleansed from things that, have con- that are is contaminating our faith, our flesh, uh, wrong believing, um, you know, pride, those kinds of things that contaminate our flesh and keep us from really being able to receive the love of God into our life and thus love God and receive the joy of the Lord into our life and and thus be full of joy. So that's why God does trials. It's it's all for love and it's all for joy. That's that's really the outcome of it. You know, we don't want to uh, judge our Christian life on anything else. Let's read what Jesus said in John 15, verse 11. This is the night before Jesus went to the cross. So this was sort of an important time in his life and what he was telling people. He says, These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you. My joy may be in you. That's what God really wants. He wants his joy to be in us. 
and that your joy may be made full. So that's really what what's important for us is to have this joy because the Lord really understands that in this life we're going to have difficulties and troubles. We're going to go through times when we're distressed. We're going to go through times when things are not going to work for us. And really the only thing that's going to get us through those times is the love of God and the joy of God. Those are meant to carry us. They're, they're, they're not just some kind of experience to have, even though they are an experience, but they're meant to actually carry us in this life and keep us in, in, in faith, keep us in what God has for us in this life, in the, in the good times and in the, in the bad times. Uh, the Bible says, uh, in this is love, not that we love God, but He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. In other words, our love for God and our joy towards Him are really like a reflex action. You know what a reflex is? If somebody hits your knee, you know how they used to do that on television when you go to the doctor's office. I think they ain't never hit my knee in the doctor's office. You know? But they used to show that on TV when I was a kid. That was what a doctor did. He checked your reflexes. Just a natural thing that happens. But see, that's what should be our natural reflex. Our natural reflex, when we receive a revelation of God's love and a revelation that God actually, get this, get this, God enjoys you. Okay? He enjoys us. And when we get the revelation that God really enjoys you, God really enjoys me, our reflexive action is, should be our love for Him and joy in Him. Amen? And I think one of the greatest things that keeps us from knowing the love of God and, and, and knowing that God enjoys us is religion. The church is full of so much religious ideals. And God wants to purge us from religious thinking. He wants to get rid of the religious strongholds that are in our mind that somehow tell us that, that God really doesn't love us and that God doesn't enjoy us. Maybe He loves you because He has to love because God is love, okay? We will give God that, okay? You have to do it, but you don't have to enjoy me, okay? But He does, and He enjoys you right where you're at right this moment. He enjoys being in your presence, and He enjoys for you to be in His presence. But not many people believe that, honestly. Um, this is what Paul said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be, re to be revealed to us. In other words, Paul was saying, they ain't even the same program. You may be going through some stuff, but God has something so much better that He wants to release to us, not just in the hereafter, but now. It's the glory of living a joyful life knowing that we're loved by God. There's glory in that, and that God really wants to, to connect us into that. Now, I want to tell you this this morning, and I want you to get this. There is a love available to you, for you from God that's greater than what you have currently experienced. And I don't know why, and I can honestly say this, I don't know why, this is a testimony, that somehow God has let me in on that love. Somehow or another, I, don't, I can't explain it to you, but I know that God really loves me and enjoys me, which is crazy to me. You know, when I think about it on the natural, I'm thinking, that's crazy. How could God enjoy me? You know? How could God love me like He does? But somehow He has... And I really wish I could tell you the moment in time it happened, but I don't think it happened in a moment in time. I think it happened in, in the process of time. But somehow... I got this revelation of God's love. This, this absolutely incredible. It's incurable. 
It really is. And I was listening to some song on the CD the other day we were listening to, and, I was, and they were talking about God's love. And I was thinking, I've got that one. I really do. I've got that. God has, And I don't think I've got it all by any measure. But I do have that one. I do know that. I'm pretty, I'm settled in it. I'm secure in, in God's love. I don't fit. When something bad happens to me, I don't start questioning God's love. It's just not a question in my mind. And I've, I've really started coming into more of a, of a revelation of God's enjoyment of me. And this is the first thing I realized about how, how to come into a revelation of God's enjoyment. I don't have to enjoy myself for God to enjoy me. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? I don't have to enjoy myself. You don't have to enjoy me for God to enjoy me. Okay? In fact, it doesn't matter if you don't enjoy me. I mean, see, that's what God... Knowing that God enjoys you frees you from what everybody else thinks about you. It totally frees you. It totally frees you because you know there's someone who counts more than everybody else that enjoys you. Here's a natural example. There's the most important person in, in, in the natural realm in this room of what I do, what they say cares more weight than anybody else is Becky. Y'all could all tell me, oh, Byron, that was wonderful. She could say, that was rotten. And I would hear what she said. You know why? Because she knows me better than anybody. She knows the little things in me that you wouldn't pick up on. In other words, if, she, if I was frustrated, I might be able to hide it cleverly from you guys, but I couldn't hide it from her. She can tell you how she can tell you by the foot my footsteps, what kind of mood I'm in, literally. So you see, that's why the example is this: people can be discouraged with me and disappointed in me, but it doesn't really matter to me because I know God is not disappointed in me. I know God is not discouraged with me. I know God is not. Now there's times when God ain't happy about what I'm doing. But I've, I understand is God dis, there's a disconnect with God between what I do and who I am. And see, when he's unhappy with what I'm doing because he's happy with me, it's easy for him to come and speak into my life and it don't blow me out of the water. Like God's all mad at me now and I'm messed up. Are y'all getting all this? God wants to give people this. Why shouldn't Christians feel this? Of all people in the world, we should know that God enjoys us. And that is what releases joy. Okay? Joy is released when you know that God enjoys you the way you are. I haven't been the most joyful Christian, honestly. But God has gone after, gone after it in me. And I've asked Him, how, do I, how can I come into an experience of joy? And this is what He said, you need to know I enjoy you. And when you receive my joy, my enjoyment of you, then you can begin to come into the joy of the Lord. And it's powerful. This is, this is how you have real liberty in God. This can be the life-changing revelation for you. It, this could be the life-changing revelation for you. Your life can be changed over that one little simple thing. It, you, everything can turn on that. And then you can come in to other things. God wants us to uh, know that spiritual gifts are important. Uh, pursue love, but earnestly desire spiritual. That's what the Bible literally says. It don't say... It doesn't, in the Greek, it does not say pursue spiritual, desire spiritual gifts. It says, desire the spiritual realm. Okay? Now, now this is a, I want you to get this. The spiritual realm is important to God because that's where God lives. And God wants people who will desire that realm. Okay? 
pursue love, but earnestly desire, which in the Greek means something we don't think is a good word. It means lust after. And you know what lust is, is having to have something now. That's, that's what lust is. In other words, that's what Paul the Apostle, you need to adopt Paul the Apostle's perspective. This is Paul's, Paul the Apostle's perspective. I will go on to visions and revelations in the Lord. Adopt that. Oh, I've just cheated. I stole something from Paul. I've, I've adopted that. That's a way of life. I'm going on that. That's, a, that's going to be a normal part of my Christian life is the heavenly realm. I'm going to see into the spiritual realm. I'm going to smell into the spiritual realm. I'm going to hear into the spiritual realm. I'm going to do that. Why am I going to do it? Because I'm secured that I'm loved by God, enjoyed by God, and that's part of God's world, and He wants to share His world with me. Do you understand that? He wants to share His world with somebody. That's what He's looking for on the earth. Somebody, would you like to get into my world? Honestly, that's the way He really feels. He's just looking for somebody who will believe Him. What did Peter say? Uh, Though you do not see Him now, but you believe in Him. Just believe in me, and I will reveal myself to you. Y'all seem such excited about this wonderful possibility. <laughs> All right, let's uh, read, let me read Psalms 91, verse 14 through 16. There is a massive benefit for people who've made a decision, not just to get saved and not just to get filled with the Spirit, but people who've made a decision that they're, with, they're going after God and everything that God's doing. Whatever God's doing, they're in. Okay? Now listen to me. You may think that's who you are, and I hope that's who you are. I can't tell you if you're that kind of person or not. Somebody five years ago may have thought I was that kind of person, but honestly, I wasn't. I really wasn't. But I am now. And because I am now, I've discovered, it's like I went, like I gave the exam this morning, it's like I went to work for Microsoft. And I got insurance that I didn't have before. You know, they got good insurance at Microsoft. They got, you know, days off, paid vacation time. That, you can buy Microsoft software cheap if you work for Microsoft. Profit sharing. Profit sharing. You get in on their profits. They're making lots of money off that four and $500 stuff they're selling to you. That probably cost them about $5. <laughs> you know? So there's these benefits that God wants to release to people. I'm telling you, I got some benefits here and you can have them too and you may have more than me I'm not saying you do or you don't I'm just saying but this is one of, this is, it says because he has loved me this is talking about somebody who loved God somebody who came into this love revelation therefore I will deliver him that's a benefit that means God wants to deliver you out of some stuff okay I will set him securely on high because he has known my name, because he knows me, I'm going to put him into a high place. I'm going to bring him into a high level of revelation, a high... Come on, man, you should be just scrambling for this. He will call upon me. Anybody want some answer prayer? And I will answer him. He will call upon me and I will... These are benefits that God wants people to have. I will be with him in trouble. Anybody got trouble this morning? Honestly. How would you like to have the baddest person in the world with you at all times? Y'all know who Chuck Liddell is? Anybody who knows Chuck Liddell? These people don't know Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell was a mixed martial arts guy. 
He is a big, he wrote a book. And he, you know what he said in this book? I was reading his book one day. That, you know what kind of books I read. <laughs> Mixed martial arts guy. This guy wrote a book, and he said, a lot of people ask me, Chuck, how does it feel to be able to walk down the street and you are not scared of any person? That's what they ask. Because he is, he says, well, it feels great, really. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not scared of nobody. There's no man, there's no man that I think could beat me. If, if any man jumped me, I know I could just tear him up. He could, man. He's a dang maniac, man. This guy is a beast. I mean, he will beat you with his fist. He will grab a hold of you and not let go of you and squeeze you till you pass out. And He's just mean. And you know what he said? He said, my granddaddy taught me how to fight. My granddaddy showed me how to throw a punch, and I punched a guy one day and it hurt him really bad, and I knew there was something special about me. <laughs> So he's now fighting people, making millions of dollars and writing books about it. And people read the stuff, believe it or not. I didn't really buy the book. I was just browsing in the bookstore and saw that Chuck Liddell had a book. I thought, I wonder what he's got to say. <laughs> Bound to be beat to death in his brain as much as he's fought. Can he write even? But how would you feel if you knew, I mean really knew, you, that, that's the, the, that a guy who could beat Chuck Liddell was with you. And if Chuck Liddell came in and looked at you wrong, that guy would get knocked down. I mean, that's how God wants to, us to see that He's our protector, He's our deliverer, he's, he's with us in every moment that we can be secure in our life. That's why He says He delivers us out of all our fears. I will rescue Him and honor Him. Anybody need some honor today? Did you know that honor is important? That God wants to honor people? Honestly. And there's this benefit of honor. I was in a situation recently, and the Lord right in the middle of it said to me, Byron, this is an honor. You are being honored by this man. And I thought, really? And I realized what he was saying. You don't take this lightly because this, not everybody gets to do what you're doing right this minute. And there's a lot of people who would love to get to do this. And you're being honored right now. And why are you being honored, Byron? Because I poured my love into you. You received it and poured it back on me. Because you, that's what it says, because he has loved me. That's why. It's just the whole thing about loving God, being loved by God, and loving God back. And God, and God releases this great honor for you. And then, if you want to be an old person with a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. So there's, an, there's a, a benefit that God has for people who will totally abandon themselves to him and to what he's doing. But there's not a lot of people who would do that, honestly. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a lot of people who do, would do that. There's a few people. There's always a, a small minority. Now, I've said all that because all that has something to do with us. Okay? I want to shift, I shift in, and get you to thinking in something else this morning, really. And what I want to shift is I want to sh share some things about how God feels. Okay? About how God feels in His heart about us and about situations in our life. Because, see, God has... God is an emotional God. God's a social God. He, God likes to be with people. Okay, some of us don't like to be with people, right? We're happy at home. We're self, we're uh, introverts, right? We're good when we're by ourselves. You put an introvert with a bunch of people and it wears them out. Okay, but God's not an introvert. He loves to be with people. That's why He came to the earth, so He could be with us, to enjoy us. Okay? So, so God has this social aspect to Him. And some, it's almost like somebody's got to speak for God's heart here. Okay? Somebody's got to say, listen, 
We need to, we need to think about how He feels about our lives and, th- and, and about what's going on and how we respond to Him. Because, see, this is the thing. If we can understand how He feels, it'll help us in our relationship with Him. It'll help us to respond rightly to Him. Okay? Y'all all right? I know most churches in most places, they won't, they, it's all about how, what God does for us, and which is really wonderful. I'm glad He's doing a lot of stuff for us. But at some point... I want us to think about Him and how He feels. And that's what I want to just share these few verses with, with us. The first one is this. I actually got four. One, two, three, four things. It's really easy. This is what he said. And, all right, let me tell you this before I say it. I'm reading verses out of the Old Testament. You've got to hear them with a New Testament heart. Otherwise, you would think God's out to pull a Chuck Liddell on you <laughs> and put a headlock on you and hurt you. He ain't, that ain't the way he is now. He don't put headlocks on people. But it reveals, that's what the Old Testament, to me how I approach the Old Testament. It shows me things about God, about His heart and the way He feels and the way He thinks. It gives me those clues. You know, when He says, I'm just going to kill all these people, I know He ain't going to kill me. I'm, you know, He did that in the Old Testament. It just shows you how He feels sometimes. I want to kill him. <laughs> he feels that. It says, Go and proclaim in the, in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, I remember concerning you the devotion of your youth, the love of your betrothals, your falling after me in the wilderness through a land not sown. So the first thing is God remembers the time in our lives when we were really going after Him and we had a close relationship with Him. He remembers those times. Finally, He thinks about them. They're on his heart. Now, I think many people in this room, could, you could look back to a time where you were really going after the Lord and God was important and you felt this passion towards the Lord. The Lord remembers that. That's how, when he looks at you, he thinks about that. And he remembers it and it touches him. It, it causes feelings to rise up in his heart. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? It's pretty powerful. You know what? I was just thinking, I was just looking at a couple, and I, I, have, I, I can remember some things when I saw saw one of you bow to the Lord in a sincere way one time. Okay, this was years ago. And I've watched you over the years and I've seen that bowing disappear in your life. And I've seen you walk without a bow to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Seeing that you've gotten away from that moment. It's a sad time, really. You know, I was thinking about one time, I was thinking, well, I never wanted to be in one church for as long as I've been in this church. After a few years, I like, I want to go do something else, Lord. And the Lord said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to stay somewhere long enough where you can watch people over a period of time and see what I see, see how I feel. Watch them get on fire from me and then watch them become lukewarm. You know, and you can watch people over a period of their life and see people at one time who were diligent and diligent towards God and you watch the fire die on them. God remembers that. I want you to know that this morning. God remembers. And His heart yearns for that time again with you. All right, the next one was in Zephaniah 1. And it starts in verse 4 where God says, I'm going to cut off. And then He makes a list of people he's going to cut off. 
And I'm just going to read verse 6. And those who have turned back from following the Lord, and those who have not sought the Lord or inquired of Him, remember, God's not going to cut us off. But our indifference towards God really provokes God. It touches God. When we're indifferent from Him, towards Him, towards the things of God, it, it, it touches a place in His heart. He feels it. He senses it. It's painful to God. That's why there he was just saying, look, I can't take the pain. Shoot. That's what he, that's what he was saying. Y'all, y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, are you getting a picture here of God's heart? Are you getting a picture of how God feels? Somebody stand up for how, how God feels. You know, that's what the, we need to do in our own lives. God, I, didn't want to, I don't want you to feel that way towards me. My heart's not to, not to make you feel that way, Lord. But you see, we do it. All right, Hosea 5.15. This ain't too heavy for y'all, is it? <laughs> Hosea 5.15. This is what the Lord says. I'll, I will go away and return to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. This, you know what this is saying? God really wants people to want Him. He wants us to desire Him, to go after Him. And He was saying to those people, I'll, I'll just leave you alone then, and I'll just go home. Have you ever felt that way about a relationship? Has anybody ever been in a relationship where you feel like, I just can't take it anymore, I'm done. I hate to say it, but I'm just going to have to walk away from this. I, that's a painful day in a relationship that you really love and care about, isn't it? That's, that hurts to do that, doesn't it? It hurts. I'm telling you, it hurts. God hurts when we quit desiring Him and quit going after Him. He, hurt, he feels just like we do. It hurts. It's painful to Him. And He, in His heart, is like, well, I'll just go home then. I'll just leave you alone. And we'll just, we'll just have the relationship on whatever level you want to have. Does anybody have a relationship in here that at one time was real close and now it's like, well, we can have the relationship in the way you want it because you obviously don't really want a close relationship no more. But that's okay. You know, and, and what we do is we just let it happen that way and we just kind of pull off. You know, and we do that to God. And that's how what He says to us. I'll have this relationship with you on this level if that's, if that's all I can have. You know, I'll have that relationship. If that's all you're going to give me, I'll take it. But it's painful to Him. It's, it's hurtful to God. Then the last one is, and I, you know, this is good. Uh, Genesis 3 Verse 8 and 9, uh, you know, there's been lots of teachings on when God asks a question, God's asking it for us. And I think that's totally true, but I've, I've never really thought about it when God was asking this question. He wasn't just asking it for Adam and Eve he, so they would know where they're at, but they needed to know, but He was really asking it. He was, he was really saying it from His perspective. Okay, he was asking this question because his heart was broken, because he had lost something. It says, you know, this was after they had, of course, did what they did that wasn't good. They ate from the tree that he told them not to. It says, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid themselves. Then the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? What happened? You know, I mean, he calls out the people he loves. And I feel like that, that's what I feel lots of the time, God calling out to me, Byron, where in the world are you right now? 
Where are you? He ain't calling because he's trying to get me to figure out because heck, I know I'm out here messed up, God. That's where I'm at. I don't he don't he's saying it because he feels that. He feels the brokenness in the relationship. It's hurting him. And I think we don't realize that sometimes. That God hurts over us. Why? Because if God really loves us, He is going to hurt when we pull away from Him. That's what you're going to find out if you have a love relationship with God. You're going to find out that God feels stuff. I care about what Becky feels about our marriage. Now, I may be mad at her at times when she's telling me I'm not being a good husband. But the truth is, deep down in my heart, that gets to me. Because I care about her feelings. If we love somebody, we care about how they feel. We care. We care deeply about their feelings, about what's going on with them. And all I'm trying to say to you this morning is we need to figure out somewhere if we can get this love of God and and begin to realize our actions affect Him. They hurt Him. And that we need to begin to be people that say, Lord, I really want to think about how what I'm doing and how I'm acting and how it's affecting you personally. Now, I know that God's a big guy and He can take a lot of stuff. You know, we've said that. He can take it and it's true. You know, and I'm a big guy. I can take a lot of stuff. But honestly, I don't like being hurt. I don't like being hurt by people that I love and that love me. That's no fun. And so what my thing is for you today is, remember I started out that God just wants people to know that, you know, He loves you so you can come into to know that you can come to love Him and that He enjoys you. And when things go wrong, that enjoyment, He no longer gets the pleasure of it because you are doing stuff that He wishes you wouldn't do. And see, I think that's where God wants to bring us all, ultimately. See, having an experience of God's love is not just... It's, it's, it's much greater than what we realize. It's much deeper. There's more to this than what we see. There's a lot more to it. God wants us as people to really be people that are concerned about His feelings. And that say, we're going we're gonna to be people on a personal level, and we're going to stand up for this is the way God feels. This is what God's heart is. That's, that's really it. And it, I think it all starts with you coming into this, knowing God really does love me and enjoy me. And once you've got that, He begins to take you into to that. Because see, well, if He didn't love me, you know, you could say, Byron, you're a jerk. Nah, big deal. Who cares what them people are? You know, I'm just one thing, all this stuff you see on the Internet about, about certain preachers and stuff, I'm thinking, they think that's going to hurt their feelings? There's a bad mouth. These people can care less what you think, man. But they may care the, the, the person they're in close relationship with. They would, they would think different. Well, um, I just was even hearing that song. There's a song that says, I'm after your heart, I'm after you. And and that's something that we sing to the Lord, but I just heard the Lord just kind of saying that to us. 
I'm after your heart. I'm after you. And week in the middle of the night, um, which is a lot of when the Lord speaks to me. In the middle of the night, I felt this thing of the Lord hungering for time with me. And I was saying to the Lord, but Lord, when? Because I'm tired. I am exhausted half the time these days. And I felt like the Lord immediately said, Come all to me, all who are tired and weary, and I'll give you rest. It felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to come just as you are to me, and I'll give you the rest for your souls that you need, the joy and the peace. And so I believe that the Lord is after us, and He's after our hearts. He's after us. You know, with that love, and and I even believe this morning as we just worship, that we can just come to the Lord even here and just say, come, he's just saying, come just as you are. Come just as you are, and I'll give you what you need. I want to love on you, like Byron's saying. I want to pour out my love just as you are. It really isn't about getting it all together and then coming. You know, it really is about coming just as we are. And the Lord will pour out His love on us. And He'll give us what we need, the rest for our souls and the joy and peace. So, if we can just, we'll worship and we'll just, this time will be just for you before the Lord even. And you can be dismissed or, Lord, bless each person that's in this room. Lord, I just ask that you would just release your blessing and your love, Lord God. And that you would just, that... Your face would shine upon them and give them peace and joy in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you need a significant healing, too, over here by the piano, we're going to have some people over there to pray for anybody who's sick or has anything like that. So um, I just want to encourage you guys that just the love of God is pouring out in such a great measure, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I, I just got during the first service. It's really a connection point, you know, even here today at this altar and so as Byron was speaking if you felt like you know I really Lord I just really need to connect with you you know how you get that feeling sometimes I just want to encourage you I really believe that, that the Lord will do that today reconnect you so I just want to invite people for prayer if you just if it if you just feel like you have a hard time connecting in with the love of God I mean, I can honestly say it. I have the same testimony as Byron. I have just stumbled into the love of God. That's, I can't even say when, it's, when I've gotten it. I just know I've stumbled into it. I haven't gotten my act together. But I know that I am increasingly experiencing greater revelations of what He thinks about me. And in turn, it just causes me to react to respond to the Lord. So y'all just start worshiping. Anybody that needs prayer for that, we'll have people up here to pray for you. So.